Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. Uh, a lot to get to, uh, a lot to get into here on a Wednesday and, uh, Welcoming in G.A. Wiley, old school. Haven't seen, uh, talked to G.A. in a bit. G.A., how are you? You know what? Anytime the Clippers can get that W, especially against your Lakers, I am very, very, I'm a happy gal. So, yeah, listen. Doing, doing nice. I think, I think I would have probably picked the Clippers regardless, but, uh, when LeBron was ruled out, I, I, I figured that this was not going to be their night. But, you know, generally speaking, over the past few years, hasn't decade even perhaps the Clippers have had the Lakers number uh GA you've always been cautiously optimistic or you know when when it comes to the Clippers you know they've they've, they've had great regular seasons uh they've they've won the Pacific Division before they've won 50 games before they've been uh a top four seed before uh that that, that is not um meant that they're going to go to the finals. And in fact, only one time have they ever gone to the Western Conference finals. Your thoughts on this team as they're kind of coming together now, they are a top four team. They're only two games back of the one seed. Um, what is your thoughts on the Clippers this season? You know what? I, I'm sticking to my guns. I'm still going to be up. Um, I'm going to be optimistic but cautiously optimistic um, still because postseason has not occurred yet with this squad. Now this squad that we currently have right now is phenomenal. They're great. They're healthy. They're doing amazing, wonderful. I'm I'm psyched. I couldn't be even happier to be a Clipper fan right now, right? And I'll eat my words. I've always said this. I've always said, you know what, if you can prove me wrong, I admit that I am wrong and I will say that I am wrong. James Harden, if you could do continue to do this till the postseason into the Western Conference Finals, I'm your girl for life after that. Yeah. Um, that being said, they haven't gotten there yet, right? Um, they're not at, at that level yet, and I'm I'm still cautiously optimistic. So I just I don't wanna um, still put my eggs in all in that basket. Um, but th- this year is probably one of the times where I can actually be a Clipper fan that says, you know, we can actually make it to the Western Conference Finals if this squad um, is this squad and it stays this way till, you know, the end, till the bitter end. Gee, we got big news last night. Again, and we'll go back and talk a little bit more about the Clippers and the Lakers. But, I mean, you know, big, big news last night. Right after the Lakers-Clippers game, and, and it was really talked about during the game, Doc Rivers accepts has accepted the uh, head coaching position with the Milwaukee Bucks. And um, 
Man, it, it's so, so interesting because, again, I, I, you knew he was going to get back into coaching at some point. And when ESPN let go of Jeff Van Gundy, who was just one of the all-time great, you know, color commentators, former coach, and then there was some talk that, that he may get back into coaching. And, and when he was let go by ESPN and they re- replaced him with Doc Rivers, my first thought was, Doc is going to get back into coaching at some point. Uh, it, it did not even take him half the season. He's back before the All-Star break. Again, uh, Gia, you're very familiar with Doc, clearly. Uh, you know, previous even to uh, coaching your Clippers, you know, he was with the Celtics as well. Uh, had a son who played at Duke. Uh, your thoughts on Doc Rivers, now the head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks? Yeah, Mr. Austin Rivers has a title, actually, by the That's way. Right. He does have a uh, NCAA championship. You know what? Um, I wish Doc all the luck in the world, all the, um, you know, whatever in the world. I'm not, I, I'm not a huge hater on Doc, but at the same time, stats don't lie. When you have certain players, certain, you know, uh, stats to back this up. I mean, he had, he has what, one title? In, with the Celtics, yeah. With, with that, the Celtics, and, and that is it. And then he had, he was up what, three to one, three to one, two to one. You know, he, he's been up every single time that he's been in the playoffs and biffed it. So, you know, if everything can change, everything, everything can possibly change. Maybe he's learned his lesson in this half of the season. So if that happens, you know, kudos to him. I wish him nothing but the best. What did you think when you heard the news that Doc Rivers um, accepted this? You know what? Position? Not, not surprising. Um, I had two thoughts. The first was that Doc wanted to get back into coaching. And to be honest, the only reason he accepted the color commentator position with ESPN, again, great payday. I thought he'd take a year off, but I knew he wanted to get back into coaching. This was not a situation where he uh, was done coaching. Um, but where Doc is really good, and again, it didn't work out with the Clippers, and it didn't work out with, this, with the, the Sixers, so perhaps I'm probably making the same mistake that, that I made when I viewed Doc Rivers with, with his success with the Celtics. And again, he did have success with the Celtics. They not only won a championship, he took him to Game 7, in the finals in 2010 again. So they, they blow out the Lakers in 2008. Uh, they get to the conference finals in uh, 2009. They get back to, to the NBA finals in 2010, have the lead actually in the fourth quarter on the Lakers and, and lose that game. So I mean, again, he had success. Where Doc is great is if you give him a talented, veteran-laden team like they have in Milwaukee. Again, Milwaukee is the number two seed in the East. They've generally, over the past few years, had the best record in the league. Uh, They won the championship only a couple of years ago. I mean, this is the kind of team that Doc can take over and uh, at least get them back into the finals. So um, that'll certainly make for a great Eastern Conference Finals, if it's a Doc Rivers coached Milwaukee Bucks team going up against his former team, the Boston Celtics. I'm one of the few, and maybe just because he's just such a media-friendly coach, and so I've generally liked <laughs> my uh, my dealings with Doc Rivers, and I like to cover uh, his teams. Um, he, I, I don't give him the same flack that other people do, but I get it. Gee, no one has blown more 
3-1 and 3-2 playoff series leads than Doc. And I think that was one of the reasons a lot of people thought that when he, um, and I don't know how they word these things anymore. I think he got fired, but a lot of it's like, you've, we've mutually decided to part ways. But when he was let go by the Sixers, um, you know, and you look at the list of 3-1, 3-2 series leads he's lost, it's really tough to overcome that. Like when you're trying to sell a hire to a fan base, when he came to the Clippers, it was such a big deal. It was such a big deal because, again, he was coming from the Celtics where he had won a championship. And he, had, he had had all that sex. Uh, and, and they and they uh, traded, I think, a first-round pick for him. And so um, my, my guess is he's going to do extremely well with the Milwaukee Bucks, Jihei, but your thoughts. Again, again, he's taking over a team that is currently the number two seed in the East. So, you know, he's not taking over a um, a team that's going to try to rebuild. And obviously, that that's why you bring in a Doc Rivers, because you've got one of the top five players in the league. You've got one of the best uh, teams in the league. You've got a, a team that's currently the number two seed behind the Celtics. Um you're, do you think he could lead them back to a championship? Do you know what? Anything is humanly possible, but <laughs> it's, it's, can, can he, for, for, I think for Milwaukee, they're thinking not only can you lead, cause they're in second place in the, in the, in the East right now. Yep. Right. So, right you know, they should be, they should be NBA championship. They're NBA championship ready now. Right. Yeah. So, and the, I think my I think my only um, issue that I have is yeah he could lead them there, but can he finish? So I think that's the only problem that he has had on a consistent basis is can he finish and get them a title once once again? Um, I'm not saying he can't. I'm just saying that the numbers um, say the latter, right? So yeah. but again, anything is possible. I, I I hope that he I hope he does. Because um, if if anything, I love when people prove me wrong. I really, really do. Because um, Chet Holmgren, I always said, like, what did I always say? No, Gonzaga's never going to win a title. Yeah, for proving me right. Um, you know, uh, but Chet Holmgren is probably going to win Rookie of the Year. He's playing phenomenal basketball. Um, I, I I just I think that you know if you can prove me wrong, please prove me wrong. Because the, unfortunately, the numbers are the numbers. But what? Who says it? Your record is what you what it what it says it is. So his record in the postseason hasn't been great, and he, it should be great considering the who he has on his roster, specifically yeah. on this roster as well, right? Like you would think, you know, he has one of the best in the league right now in Giannis and Antetokounmpo, and just just that alone, he should be up there in um, in the rankings for to win. Um, again, I really, really hope he does. I don't see it happening. I, I yeah. guess I'll just say the, the negative Nancy right there. No, and that's right. You know, and the thing is, he is taking over a team that has won a championship over the past couple of years. Again, uh, they uh, won the championship in 2021, beating the Phoenix Suns. So, again, he's not, you know, when he took over the Clippers, they have, they have never won a championship before. So he was trying to come in here, do something that has never been done before. When he took over the Celtics, he was trying to lead them to their first championship since 1987. You know, so uh, he's not taking over a team that is looking for their first success in forever. 
Uh, he's taking over a team that, that again, that the, the, the core group of that team, or at least the yeah, superstar of that team, that they've won a championship in 2021. So it's, it's like, he's taking over a team that a year ago had the best record in the league, that a couple of years ago won a championship. So, I mean, the expectation is there. Doc is fine with that. Again, when Doc took over the Sixers, he took over a team that was expected to contend and compete for a championship. The thing is, when you take that kind of a job, and he had that kind of a job with the uh, Clippers, is you have to deliver. It's not good enough just to, you know, for example, make the playoffs or win a round. Uh, you have to do more than that. And again, that, that was the big problem with the Clippers, G. Habe, is that, that is that the Clippers never got past the second round with Doc. And, and it wasn't just, uh, you know, the Blake, Chris Paul, DeAndre teams. Again, I was covering that team uh, in Houston when they had a 3-1 series lead. Doc's last year with the Clippers in the bubble with Kawhi and Paul George and uh, Lou Will and Pat Bev and Montrez and that just stacked team. 3-1 lead on Denver. They lost that series. And so, listen, you, you can't, as a coach, have the amount of talent that Doc Rivers has had and blow 3-1 series leads. And so that did, did him in uh, previously with the Clippers. It did him in with the uh, Sixers. And I think the Milwaukee has a window here. Obviously, as, ya- as long as Giannis is one of the top five players in the league, they have a championship window here. And now they have a coach in place who's A, won a championship, and B, will walk in with that sort of, you know, command the respect of the locker room that, uh, for whatever reason, bad vibes this season. You know, you, you had Terry uh, Stotts uh, quitting before the season even began. Maybe like Adrian Griffin wasn't the right coach for that team. Just a weird situation there. Um, but again, that was the big story. Uh, last night, post game, after the Lakers Clippers game, again, it was the kind of the talk of the league. Going into the game, people were reporting on it during the game, and as soon as the game was over, uh, it became official that Doc Rivers uh, is going to be the new head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, GA, just to kind of put a bow on the game, um, I'm really excited for the Clippers to get their new home next year, the Intuit Dome. Uh, This was a Clippers home game, and uh, next month, I think it's February 28th or something around, you know, the end of February, uh, the Clippers will have their last Home game against the Lakers at Crypto.com Arena, formerly Staples Center. Again, they're going to play out this season, and their lease at Staples Center slash Crypto.com Arena comes up uh, at the end of uh, June. But um, I'm just really happy that they're going to get their own arena, $2 billion brand new into a dome. The NBA announced last week that it is hosting the NBA All-Star Game, All-Star Weekend as well, 2026. GA, I mean, you've gone to a ton of games at Crypto slash Staples Center. Um, by the way, the Clippers have a great home record this season, and so their fans show up, they, they make noise. But it'll be nice for them to have their own home where they don't have to play those 12-30 games. And uh, their, their, their schedule has always been a little off because they are they get the third pick. They're behind the Lakers, they're behind the Kings. But your thoughts on the Clippers, this is their last year at uh, Crypto getting their new home. Das Vidanya Crypto. I'm so happy. I can't. 
I couldn't be more ecstatic about this. I think every Clipper fan is happy about this, right? Because you don't want, nobody wants to share with their siblings. I mean, I know we're all taught to share and we're supposed to, you know, be grateful and everybody's always been taught. Well, at least I've been taught, you know, you must share your, your toys or whatever, but I'm done sharing. I'm done sharing um, an arena. I'm done sharing locker rooms. I'm done sharing any of this. Like I, I, I want, I've been wanting us to have one for the longest time, an, an arena to ourselves for the longest time. I'm so grateful to have Balmer as this hands-on owner who's like, we're spending the money that we need to. We are not going to be the cheapest. Uh, I will not be a cheap owner. I will, you know, spend, I will write those checks. I mean, he, he wrote a check for across the street to um, whether, when there was a bid for the casino, uh, he wrote that check. He wrote a Wait, check to real, real, be there. Real, real quick. So the, 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 the check that he signed, I think you're referring to uh, the forum really try to you yes. know, get in the way of Intuit Dome being built. And James Dolan, and we don't need to go into what a crazy owner he's been with the New York Knicks, but James Dolan um, had the forum. And instead of getting into the mud with James Dolan, uh, Steve Baller, Ballmer basically wrote a blank check. I mean, I mean, he paid way above the market value for the forum. So Steve Ballmer now owns the forum. He owns yep. Intuit Dome. Uh, so, and by, by the way, it's great because the forum is a fantastic concert venue. Uh, and the forum, by the way, Jihei will also be hosting events during the All-Star weekend. So it's, it's just, um, yeah, I mean, listen, he invests in the community, which is really great. No, definitely. And you can, obviously you see it, right? Yeah. I mean, what owner writes a blank check? And just said, like, figure it out. You know, yeah. like, I just want this thing to get done. So I, I, I love, I just love the fact that he, and he gives, whether you love it or you hate it, he gives um, a little bit of free reign for um, his staff as well um, to make amazing decisions, which I never thought I'd ever say that this was an amazing decision, but to get James Harden um, and yeah. onto this Clipper squad and now they're thriving. So um, th- thank you, Mr. Balmer. <laughs> for all that you're doing. Can't wait for the Intuit Dome to finally open. Um, every time I've passed by, I've seen nothing but great things. I have not actually physically gone and taken a um, pre-whatever uh, tour, pre-tour of the uh, of the venue, but I can't, I can't wait for it to open. I'm super excited, and I just I can't wait to hang up, finally hang a banner. I don't care what kind of banner. It could be the in-season tournament banner. I want to hang something up there. I am not above the in-season tournament banner because we haven't had a banner at all. So if the Clippers win next year's in-season tournament, I'm fine with that. Hang it up, guys. Have something up there. It's fine by me. I'm, I'm good with it. I'd rather it be a championship banner, but, yeah. you know, I'm good with either one. So well, they're very excited, very happy. You know, the great thing about it is I think for years they were a little bit nervous of what to hang up, you know, because it's, you know, at Staples Center slash Crypto.com Arena, you got the Lakers who've won championship, the Kings have won championships, the Sparks have won championships, they've retired jerseys of Hall of Fame players. To your point, GK, and it's a great one, it's your arena now. So the fact of the matter is the Clippers have won two Pacific Division championships. They may win a third Pacific Division championship this year. Um, you know, listen, recognize the, that you've won the division. There's nothing wrong with that. By the way, the division is way more impressive than an in-season tournament banner. And I, and I really hope I get 
why the Lakers uh, did that in conjunction <laughs> with the league. I think it's still absolutely embarrassing. I even thought it was embarrassing when they did it. I think if they lose in the play-in tournament or they get bounced in the first round, to hang a banner for that team uh, that got bounced in either the play-in tournament or the first round or worse yet, GA, if they didn't even make the playoffs. I mean, you're talking about a, a franchise that does not hang a banner if you lose Game 7 of the NBA Finals. So, again, right. I, I know the league is doing a uh, <laughs> TV contract now. They want to sell the NBA in-season tournament as a standalone product, maybe to Netflix, maybe to, to Amazon. They want to kind of showcase, hey, it's a big deal. How big of a deal is it? Look at what the Lakers did. They, they popped champagne. They wore goggles. They uh, carried around the trophy. Well, the fact of the matter is their season has gone in the toilet since then. And, um, yeah, I, I think the majority of fans out there, once the media rights deal is done, want – the Lakers to take down that banner and hopefully that they will. Um, GA, let's leave it there for now, but we do have a lot to get into because I haven't talked to you in a bit. We have a big weekend coming up, conference championship Sunday coming up in the National Football League. So when we come back, we'll switch gears and uh, preview conference championship Sunday in the NFL. When we come back right here on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now, in a city where time disappears. We create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big. We go all night. And here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment or want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline 310-400-0340. All right, welcoming back in G.A. Wiley. G.A., as we were uh, going to break, I teased this, but this is one of my favorite uh, weekends of the year. The divisional round is probably my, my favorite when you talk about two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday. We only have two games on Sunday, but we'll, we will find out who's playing in the Super Bowl in Las Vegas Following the games on Sunday, we got the Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens. And then we have the San Francisco 49ers against the Detroit Lions. Uh, just because we haven't talked in a bit, wanted to get your thoughts on both of these matchups, starting with Baltimore against Kansas City. Again, the, the game is in Baltimore, but Baltimore has been really probably uh, the best team in the league this season. But the Chiefs, you know, this time of year, G.A., you go back to 2018 when Patrick Mahomes uh, first became the starting quarterback. He has either led his team to the Super Bowl 
or lost in overtime of the conference championship game. So, you know, if history serves, one of two things is going to happen. The Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl or they're losing in overtime. Your thoughts on this one? So only because this has never happened in the Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, um, Travis Kelsey era. Yeah. I'm going with Baltimore and here and hear me out. Yep. Kansas City has never played away when it comes to the AFC, um, all of their AFC conference matchups um, yeah. in the playoffs. That's so true. it is hard AF to play in Baltimore. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you from somebody that used to live in Maryland, it is, or as they say, Merlin, it is rough out there. It is going to be cold. It is going to be harsh. It is going to be like those fans are die hard. They have been rooting on Lamar Jackson from jump, which I thought was phenomenal because I'm like, this is a kid who, you know, nobody wanted to pick at quarterback, right? Nobody wanted to pay him, you know, once his mom was his representation. Nobody wanted, you know, to, but he's proved everybody wrong at this current moment in time that he's the guy. So that being said, I mean, and Baltimore's always been defense first, you know, everything else kind of, but the offense was what they really, truly needed, right? So, um, yeah, I'm going with Baltimore. Actually, I would love to know. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I have not looked at this game as much as I've probably looked at the uh, Niner game. game. Um, I haven't even looked at the, the lines for these. Well, so the line right now, yeah, so I'll just give it to you and you give me your thoughts. Uh, Baltimore has fluctuated from two and a half to three, currently three at Circa. But again, um, so that's the line there. Uh, The line in the 49ers-Detroit Lions game, that game will be played in Santa Clara. Of course, the Niners are favored by seven. That's a line that could fluctuate depending on the status of Debo Samuel. Currently listed as questionable. You got to imagine he'll suit up and try to give it a go. Uh, but now that you've got the lines there, G, hey, you're a, you're a take there. Let's go, Dan Campbell. This team has such heart. They have such, like, I have been a Campbell fan since Jump, since I got to watch the uh, HBO special of them. I just, I love him. Um, I know that, you know, LA fans are probably going to be like, Blank golf, whatever. But <laughs> I love I love Campbell. You know, I, I love what he's done for this organization. I love what he's done for and in such a short amount of time. Once it's been two years, yeah. he's been on the stuff for two seasons. So like, um, him bringing in former teammates, um, guys that know what it's like to be in Detroit, to play in Detroit, to um, they know the environment there. Um, I'm excited for the fans. I have tons of friends that are from Detroit that are or technically they're from Michigan, but they're um, from like the suburbs of Michigan, but they are still all true diehard Detroit Lions fans. And so I, I'm rooting for Detroit. Um, I think my, the great thing is, is that I believe Detroit's defense is great against the run, but they haven't really had to prove that probably until this Sunday, right? With yeah. Christian McCaffrey at the helm. So I think, That'll be a great challenge for them because he is slippery, man. He's just, there's a reason why he makes all that money. And there's a reason why he's so great at his job and is contending for um, the NFC championship um, this season. And there's a reason obviously why they, they got him right. Um, two years ago. So yeah. I, I'm rooting for Detroit, but I mean, Vegas rarely steers us wrong. Right. Yeah. Um, I would like, I would like to see how Brock Purdy actually does, 
again in this kind of environment because the circumstances were different last season, right? For Brock Purdy, mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't this. You know, he hadn't been with the t- he hadn't been playing with the team the whole entire year. This year, he's been with the Niners the whole entire season, and he for at least from my perspective, I haven't seen him have great have signs of greatness. So I just don't see. I mean, if he runs the ball all day, maybe <laughs> yeah. because that's 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 one of their huge um, positive marks. But I just I don't know. I see Detroit. I'll take Detroit all day. I know that sounds like I know. I, I want to say Vegas is going to be right, um, but I will take the money line for Detroit on this one, um, just because of that culture and how they've changed it. And I'm not going to lie to you; I really want them to win. Gia, you uh, touched on this. Uh, I, I think we were not on the air when you mentioned this, but these have been record ticket prices. And again, a part of it yeah. is Detroit has not been. Uh, in this position since 1992. So that, that's a part of it. Uh, but I was a little bit surprised by that, but you told me like, there's a lot of money in Michigan, right? I mean, so I mean, I yeah. talked to one ticket broker for the Super Bowl and they said, listen, I mean, yes, you, you know, a Baltimore San Francisco game would do well, but if we can get Detroit in that game, t- ticket prices are going to be through the roof. Why do you think that that is? Um, I mean, first and foremost, it's like you said, 1992 was the last time that they were even in contention for a Super Bowl, right? They didn't yeah. even make it, but they were in contention for it. Um, and if you look at Detroit last game um, against the Bucks, I saw no red, yeah, none whatsoever. I don't even think there was like one Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan in the in the audience. Yes, I get it. It's Detroit. It's cold. But I mean, not one, not one Tampa Bay Buck fan is going to like fly over and be like, "Hey, I'm here," or maybe lives in Detroit um, and or lives in Michigan and makes their way over. It's all it's a sea of blue. So they're going to show. They're going to show up, and especially considering that this is the first time again since 1992 that they have even been in the conversation to contend for a Super Bowl. Man, they're hungry too. Not only are there not only is the team hungry, I think, I think those fans are hungry. Like they, they just, they will show up for this team and they are really hungry and dying for a win um, for, for their team. So solely based on that, they'll, they'll, they'll show up, they'll figure it out and they will, I mean, there are people that come that are season ticket holders that are coming from like all different parts of Michigan driving hours away. I mean, they've been doing tear gut wrenching stories about, you know, Detroit Lions fans that have passed on the tradition of waking up at 4:30 in the morning to get to, you know, Ford Field and, you know, be there for their ki- be there with their children. And this is like the one day of the week that they're like, you don't go to school tomorrow. We're going to the, to the Detroit. We're going to the Lions game. You know, so like um, tradition really holds um, true in Detroit, in Michigan. And like I told you, I did tell you this off air. Michigan people have money. I know that sounds really deceiving because you're thinking it's Detroit. It's not exactly safe there. It's not really like all that pretty. But if you go to Michigan, Ann Arbor, you go to like all just like there are some beautiful parts of Michigan, by the way, very, very pretty. But I have tons of friends that they will spend $10,000 to go to the Super Bowl. They will spend a hundred G's to go to the Super Bowl. Like when is this ever going to happen for them again? Yeah. You know? So I, I think, you know, the people that actually do have money and also some of those people have 
quote unquote simple lives, right? Like yeah. they they live in their home and they enjoy, you know, their Midwestern cuisine and stuff like that. So like they're I'm, and I'm not knocking it. Like yeah. by the way, if you've ever had Midwest what Midwestern food, it's bomb. It is like <laughs> home comfort, mama cooking, like it's delicious. So nothing against that. Um but yeah, I think that that's the main reason probably that they all it, when is this going to happen again? Like if if this ends up being a dynasty, God bless them. That's great. But I think majority of Lions fans are treading lightly and being like, this might be the only time that they can ever go to a Super Bowl and see their team contend for a Super Bowl. So that's why those prices, even if they're hefty and they're high, they I know that they will um, they will show up in droves and they will want to go there with their kids, with their grandparents or great grandparents. You're going to see a lot of older generations yeah. coming to this game for sure. And they don't care if it's going to be negative 24, they will show up. Um, that's another reason why I love Detroit, man. I'm not saying Baltimore is not the same way. There's tons of Baltimore fans, but they've already won it. Granted, it was exactly. a while ago, but they've already won it. Detroit is like, where's our ring? We want it. You know, so <laughs> they're, they're, um, they're like looking at the, the fogged up window being like, hi, Super Bowl. So, you know, I, that's, I think that's the main reason. Sorry to go off on a tangent, but that's definitely no, but another listen, reason why they will. My view, and I think you'll agree, is that if your team's not playing, you got to root for a team that, A, GA, here's the thing. Detroit Lions never been to a Super Bowl in franchise history. So that's crazy. Yeah. That's right there. Yeah. And again, um, you know, they, they've, they've not been in a conference championship game since January of 92. So that was the end of the 91 season. So I mean, that's a long time ago. So again, you know, you root for teams that haven't been there before or that have, have not had this kind of success uh, to enjoy that kind of success. Why don't you get your thoughts on something else? You were one of the first people to basically say, listen, Jared Goff's not a b- bad quarterback, but I don't want him to be the quarterback of the Rams. And again, at that point in time, um, this was following a playoff run, but again, not their Super Bowl run. So they had their Super Bowl run. Um, uh, and again, he was always a very, um, good quarterback. And I think during the Super Bowl run, there was this feeling that he could be a great quarterback. Clearly, Sean McVay did not agree. He agreed with you. And again, you were kind of one of the first people who brought this up. And I'm like, gee, like, you know, he led the Rams to the Super Bowl. A loss, but, you know, things happen. Um, your thoughts as you're seeing him really have this, uh, amazing, not so much a comeback, I guess. I mean, he's he's been a good quarterback, and we'll see what he does. But, I mean, he is now a hero in Detroit. I mean, he has led them back to a conference championship for the first time since 92. Is one win away, and it won't be simple, but one win away from leading them to the first ever Super Bowl berth in franchise history. Your thoughts as you watch Jared Goff have this type of a postseason run? First of all, I think Jared Goff is one of the sweetest human beings I've ever met in my life. Um, he's very, very kind. He's a great guy. That being said, that doesn't win me a, a ring. <laughs> so you can be as nice as humanly possible, you know, win me a ring. I think if he even just gets them to the Super Bowl, he's never paying for a drink in Michigan ever again. <laughs> yeah. Like right. he's, he's going to be, they'll, they'll, resurrect a, a monument in his honor or something like that. Um, Jake did say this, um, and you're right. I don't think that he's a great quarterback. I don't think he sucks, but I don't think he's, he just wasn't the right one for the Rams, right, um, to, yeah. to win a ring. 
Um, and it obviously has shown. But you also, Jake also said this, um, I think last week. He was a kid, yeah. right? It's you know, it's his rookie contract. He's three years in, right into into his contract. He's still learning. He's still figuring out the NFL. I mean, that's how long I think it takes three years. I mean, that's at least how long I give my quarterback. I give you three seasons, and then after that, I kind of chuck you to the corner. But um, you know, so he was in that you know, that kind of arena. He was in that kind of, uh, in that spot. So he's pat- way past all that. And you know what, to be honest with you, I know we want to give the credit to Jared Goff. I'm not giving the credit to Jared Goff. I'm giving credit to that coaching staff. That coaching staff has coached him up like crazy. Mm. They figured out a way to make him, as my mom would say, the star. So yeah. like, I, I'm giving all the credit in the world. If Jared, and I'm not saying that he's not putting in the work. I mean, he's obviously put in the work. You can see it. But he wouldn't. I don't think he'd be anywhere without that staff, without that coaching staff, um, to help him out. So I think that that's the change right there, right? Like building up his confidence to be like, dude, you're our guy. We're not. We're not going with anybody else. You're. You're the one. You're the man. Um, and I think that that coaching staff doesn't doesn't get enough credit. Um, no, I for mean, that, listen. I think, him up. I think. The offensive coordinator is going to be a head coach in this league. I think Dan Campbell yeah. is being talked about as a great coach, I think this is the perfect example that change of scenery does wonders. Um, You know, you, you could be a good quarterback with one team and listen, Sean McVay is a guru. He's, he is um, like, again, the job that he did with this team this season was amazing. He's won a Super Bowl. Um, When, the thing that I'm so happy with Goff's successes is that when someone like a Sean McVay says he doesn't believe in you, yeah, you're you're, you're basically kind of cast away at that point. I mean, like no one's going to doubt Sean McVay's expertise when it comes to a quarterback. And listen, he works with him every single day. And so if Sean McVay says, "Listen, like this is not the guy who's going to lead us to the, the promised land." A, it's great that he's having this season, but B, I mean, listen, and I know fans in Los Angeles don't want to hear it, but the fact that he beat the Rams on the way to uh, the NFC Championship game is pretty cool right there. But listen, Gia, you're 100% right. I think kudos, uh, listen, I think is credit to both. It's not just one or the other, but credit to Dan Campbell, certainly for the job that he's done um, with Detroit. All right, uh, so wait, l- l- let's get you your pick because I, I, I want to preview the Super Bowl before we close out today or, or at least our pick for the Super Bowl. I'm going Baltimore, San Francisco. I, I do think it'll be two very good games, but I'm going to go with the home teams in both of these games. Um, the interesting thing, Jihei, as you probably know, is that Baltimore this season has blown out both San Francisco and they've blown out Detroit. So, you know, the talk going into the Super Bowl, if Baltimore wins, is like, you know, hopefully we get a better Super Bowl than we did their game during the regular season. But who is your pick? Uh, so I'm rooting for Detroit, but I think the Niners are going to win. Okay. Um, and, I, I mean, Baltimore all day, they've been blowing people out, man. Like, there's just – I think they're, they're all just on a mission, not just, um, you know, not just uh, Lamar Jackson, but the whole entire team. I think they're just on a mission to just be like, you know, we put in the work, we put in the time. So, um, but that being said, who do you think is going to win? I know we're putting the cart ahead of the yeah. horse, but like, if you had to put, if you had to pick 
Arash, if you had to pick the two that we just picked, who's winning the Super Bowl? I got Baltimore. And again, it's yeah. part of it is the way that they dominate. I mean, they went into Santa Clara G and dominated San Francisco in a way that has not been done this season and does not happen to them in Santa Clara. Uh, so that was very impressive. Again, the, the job that they've done this season in totality has been really impressive. When you look at their schedule and when you look at the teams that they've played, by the way, and I keep going back to this. The Rams played them so well that I mean they had the lead in the fourth quarter, went into um overtime, lost on a, a bad luck punt return for a touchdown. I mean, um again, but Baltimore's had a fantastic season. Um I don't think it'll be a blowout like it was during the regular season, but I do think Baltimore wins. Uh and um Listen, I just uh, I, I'm expecting to see John Harbaugh and Jim Harbaugh um, have a good time, and I, and I bring Jim Harbaugh really quick because it looks like it's trending in that direction where uh, he may be the next head coach of the uh, Chargers. But uh, GA, okay, I got to get your pick. Last two minutes here. Who is your pick? Uh, I think you're picking Baltimore and San Francisco, like me. Who's your pick in that I- game? I mean, I want to go against you, but I can't because no, a, I don't think I can root for the Niners. Yeah. I don't think I can root for the Niners and B, um, I mean, Baltimore's just been too dominant and I think that they have something to prove. My only concern though, and I know I don't have a lot of time, but my only concern is that I think that both of these teams would like, would be circling the, um, but they'd be circling Baltimore, right? Like, mm-hmm. they, they'd be, they'd be sitting there circling Baltimore and being like, I want to beat them so, blanking bad because yeah. of how they got dominated before. So that's my only concern um, because at the end of the day, I know a lot of you are all statisticians out there and money ballers and love all that, the numbers, crunching the numbers and stats and stuff. But at the end of the day, sometimes it's all hard and how you can like, you can't really measure that. So, um, and Detroit is all heart, man. Yeah. I mean, we, we got to meet, we got to meet um, Hutchins, Adrian Hutchinson last That's right. season on the uh, radio, radio row. row. Yeah. And, like, you know that that kid wants to bring a Super Bowl to Detroit. Like, you know he wants to. He's a hometown kid. He wants to bring it there. So I think that, you know, this is uh, – man, I'm rooting for Detroit. I really, 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 really hope that they win, and I want them to win so bad <laughs> and uh, win a Super Bowl and bring it to Michigan. So, um, But I agree with you. Baltimore's just been way too dominant, um, and if they stay healthy – Baltimore all day, maybe by a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, by the way, I know Baltimore has blown out Detroit and they've blown out San Francisco during the regular season. The regular season, as we both know, is different than the Super Bowl. So I do expect it, no matter who they potentially play, uh, for it to be a close game. And by the way, GK, uh, the Chiefs could totally spoil our plans and go back to the Super Bowl. So we'll see what happens there. All right. That's all the time we have. Don't cheat I know. That we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe, stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.